Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Prosperity Principles with your host, Ed Cruz. Each week, Ed and his company seek to educate Americans like you by providing real strategies for protecting and growing their hard-earned money. Get set for a full hour of financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Ed wants you to reach the financial freedom you've worked so hard for. So now, let's start the show. Here's Ed Cruz. Welcome to Prosperity Principles. I'm Edwin Cruz, and our goal here each and every week is to cover your financial uh, concerns. And um, if that's part of your plan and, and listening in, uh, I welcome you. And uh, uh, what we'd like to do is cover uh, ways that you might be able to uh, increase uh, your returns without adding any risk, uh, safety that you may want in your portfolio, reducing taxation in your portfolio, uh, but before I get too carried away, let's welcome in my co-host, Matt McClure. Matt, how are you? I'm doing great, Ed. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Awesome. Well, yeah, we got a lot of great stuff coming up in the show uh, today, of course, uh, and we do. Yeah, really thank our listeners for tuning in because, uh, as we uh, often say, without our listeners, uh, we wouldn't have a show. We wouldn't be here in the first place. So, a uh, very, very important uh, thing to uh, do is to thank all of you out there who are tuning in. Uh, we also have uh, the, something that we want you to know about that uh, is on the web, and it's, uh, well, the website for the show, myprosperityteam.com. It's my prosperityteam.com and you can go there to book a free uh, online uh, book a free consultation you can do that online at the website um, and uh, it's very very simple you can also subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't have to necessarily tune in and, and catch us live you can listen at your convenience and uh, once again that's anywhere you listen to podcasts we love hearing from our listeners so feel free to get, give us some feedback there send a message as well uh, but yeah and a lot of great stuff coming up uh, in the show today we're going to um Help our listeners make sure that they're prepared for retirement, right? So uh, we're going to talk about some misconceptions about retirement that uh, are seem to be very prominent. And then we're going to talk also about some risks that every retiree and pre-retiree should consider. So a lot to talk about. Plenty to talk about. And of course, uh, for our listeners out there, uh, we want you to know that when you call in to 386-228-5769 or visit us, on myprosperityteam.com, we want to offer you the Annuity 360 book, and it will uh, teach you all you need to know about annuities. So, you know, we want to keep our audience informed. That's what we aim to do, and uh, that's one way that we can help. Absolutely. And we're actually going to hear a little bit from the Annuity 360 book just a little bit later on in the show. So that'll give you kind of a bit of a preview of what you could enjoy and some of the knowledge that you can gain by um, calling in. So yeah, absolutely great uh, stuff there. And, and talk to our listeners, first of all, as we get started with the show here, uh, Ed, about that free, uh, full retirement plan consultation that you offer? What's that initial sort of contact with you like? Well, the initial contact is is a, a simple consultation. We want to know where your assets are, you know, how they're performing for you, what type of fees you're paying, 
And so as we get to know your situation, I'm able to uh, analyze um, anything that you may have that's not working for you. And we'll also compliment you on the things that are working for you because, you know, I'm not going to say that all portfolios out there are completely um, imperfect. I, I've run into some very good situations where I've recommended to people. Uh, the only thing that uh, we might be missing here is maybe some safety in your portfolio, but not the end of the world because they've had great performance. So, you know, you never know what you're going to run into. So, you know, we're just there to examine that situation. Um, it could be securities. Um, uh, and if you're involved in bonds, you know, are you paying for something that's not performing for you? It could be a variable annuity. Um, what are you paying in fees? You know, most people don't know all the different fees that are involved in in, uh, in a variable annuity. And I've discussed this before because, you know, when you start talking about all the different fees inside of a lot of these securities, you know, you're looking at things from uh, mortality fees. You know, who would ever think you have some type of death benefit fees in there? Administrative fees, sub-account fees, um, just your annual general uh, fees that are in there, your, your advisor fees. Uh, so these are all things that we want to make you aware of. And uh, if you have a fixed annuity, um, is that fixed annuity really working for you? Is it, is it an old model? Uh, you know, what, what uh, indexes are involved inside of that, uh, that, inside that annuity that you may have? Do you just have a fixed annuity, an old one that's only paying, you know, 2 to 3%? You know, today you could get yourself 4 4.5%, close to 5%. So, you know, it, it's not just one thing that we look at. We look at everything, right? Uh, Social Security, income planning, it's, it's a big part of what we do. So we want to see where you are today income and what you may expect uh, in retirement in, in the form of income. And if you haven't done a good job of, of creating those income streams when you retire, well, then it's time to have that conversation because uh, you need that time. You need to, uh, just like I remember in, in the mortgage industry, you need source and season funds, right? You need to make sure that that money has been sitting there, that it's been growing the right way. Um, there are income accounts that will guarantee you 7 8% uh, per year for uh, 10 years. Uh, is that something that, that is going to help you in retirement? Um, more than likely. So these are conversations that we need to have. So, again, we'll compare your current situation, um, and then we'll just take a look at uh, what the future could look like and if it's uh, of benefit to work with us. Yeah, so there you go. It's a, it's a free, comprehensive uh, consultation and no pressure, no obligation there, but uh, absolutely free for you, free of cost. And as I say, free of obligation as well. MyProsperityTeam.com is the place you can go or call 386-228-5769. And, and that's uh, a, a big point there is it's obligation free, Ed. That's right. And, you know, if you haven't heard from your advisor lately, you know, talk to us, get a second opinion. We want to help you reach that financial freedom. And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the quote of the week. Yes, it is that time once again where we do share some financial wisdom and uh, we do that through the words of someone else. And this week it's through the words of Daniel Kahneman, an economist and a psychologist. He also uh, won the 2002 Nobel Prize in Economic Sciences. So definitely somebody who knows what they're talking about. Um, and the quote is, money doesn't buy you happiness, but a lack of money certainly buys you misery. I, I think that one is very true. <laughs> 
And of course, it takes a psychologist, right, to come up with something like that. Of course. And, uh, you know, and during this time that we're facing uh, inflation, uh, you know, it was already bad enough. In fact, I, I just saw, um, I think it was on CNBC, on the Financial News Network there, and they were talking about how approximately uh, 60% of Americans are actually facing some sort of hardship today. So, you know, it's... Um, you know, we mentioned this 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 quote, but boy, are we in uh, in some tough times right now uh, in America? Yeah. Speaking of, of buying new misery, uh, you know, a lack of money when the spending power of your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to. That's a that's a lack of money that you have. And so that can definitely buy you some misery there. So I think that's that's very uh, appropriate um, for for this week. And, you know, it was funny because it reminded it actually reminded me there was a country song that came out a few years ago that said something to the effect of the lyrics were something that money doesn't buy happiness, but it can buy me a boat. <laughs> I thought of that was, that was actually uh, uh, pretty true as well. It can buy you a boat uh, as long as you got money, you got to have the money though. <laughs> That's right. And I will also add, you know, to this misery, it's not just the USA going through this misery. You know, if we look at Europe right now and, and we see that for the past week or so, uh, we see this uh, this natural gas pipeline being shut down and uh, and you see Europeans now are, are saying that their uh, energy bills are up five times from where they were. So, you know, if we sit back and think, you know, it's, it's happening over there. Can it happen to us? Uh, I think we have a lot of energy uh, that we can unleash. But think about our our average bills. If we're at two hundred dollars and we multiply that by five, a thousand dollar electric bill, what would that do to us? Um, so you know, these are things that we have to uh, seriously keep in mind in this country that uh, things can go wrong and and they can go wrong very quick. Yeah, absolutely can at the at the you know drop of a hat, things can really change and and can really go wrong. You got to be prepared for that. And uh, that's a big part of, I know, what you do each and every day, uh, Ed, in, in your business and here on the air as well. Um, well, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. We're going to talk about some of the common misconceptions about retirement. We actually have about nine of these here we're going to talk about. And um, we're just going to kind of go down the list that we have. And actually, the number one uh, most common misconception about retirement is where we'll start. And this is um, an interesting one. You know, people Ed, think that their effective tax rate will dramatically decrease once they stop working. But that's a that's a big misconception. It sure is. And I, I think we may have covered a little bit about this here a week or two ago. But uh, I run into people, you know, over my 24 year career, you know, I have people that just flat out tell me, well, you know, once I retire, don't taxes stop? And, and I tell them, no, they, they don't stop. They never stop. The IRS is always coming after you. And now that we're about to add another, what, 87,000 agents, um, do you really think that you're going to get away with anything? Uh, I think they're, they're going to be watching our, uh, our returns very closely. In fact, the IRS is creating an e-filing system so that you can file directly with them. Now, I don't know who thought that would be a good idea, but I surely wouldn't file directly with the IRS. I'm not picking a fight here with the IRS, but um, I think I'll stick to my uh, my tax person here. But yeah, I mean, you think about it. If you're uh, if you're currently working today and you and your spouse are making about eighty thousand dollars a year, 
Let, let's just use that example. And your, your, uh, your marginal tax rate is 12%. And you retire now. And let's say that between Social Security and the other income stream that you may be able to develop here are about $50,000 a year. Um, do you know that your tax bracket is still the same? Or let's go a step further. If you're sitting there as a, as a couple today making 150000 and you're fortunate enough that uh, in retirement you're going to earn about um, $85,000 a year to, to, to $90,000 a year, did you know that your marginal tax bracket remains at 22%? So when, when you think that, um, just when you think that you're going to get away from the tax man, you're going to get that type of relief, you know, you're really not. And you, that's why we need to sit down and talk about um, the conversion of your uh, nest egg into a reliable income. Because um, what type of income are you creating? Are you creating a tax-free income? Or are you creating a taxable income? How's that going to impact you in the future? These are all things that when we sit down and, and talk, we're going to be able to discover this and we're going to be able to make changes that are appropriate uh, for those uh, retirement days. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, definitely a big misconception there that people think that their effective tax rate is going to go down big time once they stop working. The number two uh, big misconception about retirement here, Ed, is that you know people think that, that Medicare covers long-term costs. Uh, you know, I don't know of any aspect of retirement that at least I have heard over the past several months since I've been doing this now um, that people have more questions about than than Medicare. I think people just tend to be very confused. And long-term care is one of those things that people think is covered by Medicare. But that's, that's not the case. It happens all the time. People um, get injured or whatever the case may be. They need a surgery and the hospital wants to keep you there for three, five days, and they want to discharge you. If they can discharge you the same day, trust me, they will. Uh, they're there for short-term care, not long-term care. And if you don't show any signs of improvement, um, they'll just they'll kick you right out of there and right into where? A rehabilitation center, or also known as a nursing home. And we know we don't want to go there. Um, but yes, uh, Medicare does not cover for long-term care costs. And um, you'll never be able to depend on the government for that. So uh, understand that uh, there are solutions to this. Um, there are annuity hybrid solutions to long-term care. There are life products that will uh, help you with long-term care. And there are flat out long-term care policies. So, you know, pick what's best for you, um, but just don't depend on the government covering that for you. Yeah. And then, you know, folks get confused about, you know, what's in Medicare Part A versus Part B versus Part D. To me, like the only one that really the, the letter makes sense with the coverage is Part D, because that is, you know, D stands for drugs, right? That's the pre drug. prescription yeah. drug costs. But then it's like Part A and Part B uh, really should be what Part Part H and Part P, because it's Part A is the hospital costs and Part B is physician costs. Right? right. So, yeah, they, they could have made that easier, I think. <laughs> it's confusing. It will always be for anyone just coming into the system. Uh, but again, you know, you could always um, uh, get that information from uh, from uh, not just Social Security, but go on go on the uh, Medicare.gov site and uh, and start educating yourself on these on these um, specific areas that are going to affect you when you retire. I mean, why not get the information sooner than later? Um, you know, if, if you, when you come to find out late, well, it's just that it's too late. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, and this is another one that's a big misconception about retirement, and it's people thinking that the key to retirement is acquiring one big magic number, one huge lump sum of money. Yeah, and just like I said uh, a couple paragraphs ago, <laughs> you know, the the key to uh, to having this big old nest egg that you've created uh, here is uh, how are you going to convert that now into a reliable income, into a guaranteed income stream? And um, there are no uh, no ways out there to create uh, a guaranteed income unless you are involved with some sort of annuity, whether it be a variable annuity, a fixed annuity, a fixed index annuity, uh, but know the differences between all of those. Uh, the one that most people are flocking to at this point, I will say I will say a large, large percentage are, are the fixed index annuities. Why? Because they provide you the safety uh, without adding any risk to your portfolio. And so um, the goal here is know what you need in guaranteed income, and the rest of it, if you want to set it aside and you want to go gamble in, in Vegas or you want to travel the world or whatever it is that you want to do, do it knowing that you are at least covering all of your life, you know, your uh, household expenses, your lifetime expenses uh, with, uh, with a guaranteed income. So, you know, uh, having one big lump sum is a great problem to have. Um, it's better than not having the, the, the lump sum. But again, uh, just because you have a lot of money uh, doesn't mean it's going to last you forever. And I've seen people abuse their assets thinking that they have more than enough. And when they hit their late 80s, I've seen uh, I've seen couples really struggle uh, because they've blown everything and never took care of, of that guaranteed income. So it's a real problem that's out there. I've seen it personally, and uh, we don't want you to make that mistake. So therefore, give us a call. Let's sit down and let's talk about what your future uh, uh, needs to look like. Yeah, 100%. And that phone number, once again, folks, is 386-228-5769, 386-228-5769, or you can go online to myprosperityteam.com. And a part of that, um, you know, we're just talking about that misconception that people thinking that, that they need to have this one huge nest egg uh, number uh, in retirement. Uh, and, uh, you know, what the the reality is, is converting it to an income stream is really what's more important. Um, and that um, whole concept, you know, part of part of that consideration is taxes. And um, talk about a Roth IRA, if you will, really quick uh, here, Ed, because I think, you know, folks need to sort of realize that when it comes to taxes, a Roth IRA can be a really helpful uh, thing to to have uh, when you're going into retirement. You know, just like um, just like any type of tool that you have in your tool belt, um, you need to use every tool to make it more convenient, right, for the job that you're that you're taking on tackling. And uh, when it comes to taxes and, and income, obviously it's um, it, it's it's a very important subject to touch on. Um, it's not just you know uh, having that income stream again. It's also what your tax exposure is going to look like in the future. So when we think about a, a Roth IRA, um, we are taking, uh, it could already be an IRA that you have, and we could just simply convert it over to a Roth IRA, or we can, uh, earlier in our years, uh, we can start up a, a Roth IRA so that when we reach retirement, uh, all the growth inside of this uh, vehicle, this tool, 
has grown tax free. So that's going to give you uh, the the access uh, to one source that you have available to you for tax-free income. And what this will also do for you that a lot of people always fail to think about is that it's going to reduce the taxation on your social security, because even though that was a tax while you were working, social security and retirement can also be taxed. So a Roth IRA will help you shield from that excess taxation. Um, but we we do have other tools as well. And that leads us perfectly into the next misconception about retirement. And that one is number four, that some people think that all seniors receive the same Social Security benefit. But it's not just a a blanket, you know, payment that that everybody gets the same thing. It's not. And, you know, that's based off of your uh, or at least 35 years of uh, of earnings. And um, I've seen where people say, well, you know, I used to earn the same amount of, of income uh, that, that, you know, let's say my brother-in-law or my, or my sister, or, you know, we, we always made about the same amount of money, but uh, for some reason, I'm, I'm getting that much more and, and, and they get less or vice versa. And I said, well, let me ask you this. You were making about the same, but how were you claiming this on taxes? You know, if you're self-employed, you may have been making about the same amount, but were you taking those extra write-offs at the time? You know, there's an effect to all this. And uh, when I speak to my self-employed um, uh, clients, I also like to—I always like to cover that fact that you know it's nice that we can shield X amount of income, but how is that going to affect your Social Security at the end, right? And I've actually had some of my self-employed clients. Uh, up what they're um, actually showing to the IRS, let's say, and and, and um, not shielding as much. Why? Because they get it. You know, the, maybe for the first 20 years, they didn't care from the age of uh, uh, 30 to 50, but from 50 on, on up, trust me, they care because they don't want to receive $1,000 in Social Security. They want to get up there in the 2000 2500 3000 range if possible. And so there's only one way to uh, to find out what you're doing and what's affecting you, you know, get the reports from, from Social Security like I have um, and and figure out if um, if you need to make a, a, a plan when you when you want to take this. So, yeah, just because, um, you know, just because one person gets so much in Social Security uh, doesn't mean that you're going to receive that same amount in Social Security. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, um, you know, people also right along those same lines might think uh, as number five on our list of misconceptions about retirement says that people think that they're stuck with the same Social Security benefit. But that's that's not true either. No, in fact, and we've mentioned this several times, Matt, and we know that because of inflation uh, this year, uh, that Social Security recipients are going to receive one of the largest increases uh, in Social Security um, history. And so, um, you know, when you think about incomes, and I say this all the time to my clients, when someone tries to offer you a product and they're telling you the income that you're going to receive, is that going to be a stagnant income? Because you know, 10 years ago, if we look at uh, what $100 would have got you at the grocery store, and you look at that today, obviously, um, you're about half cart short today. So, you know, you don't want to be there. And so you always want some type of cost of living increase. And Social Security does provide you with cost of living increases. 
Yeah, absolutely does. And as a matter of fact, um, I think this is a good spot, actually, Ed, for us to share with our listeners that piece that I put together recently about the cost of living adjustment in Social Security this uh, coming year, uh, because the cost of living adjustment is going up potentially uh, by a record amount. Let's have a listen to this and we can continue with our list of misconceptions about retirement on the other side. Social Security will get a big cost of living adjustment next year, but there could be some consequences you might not have considered. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. A new report by the Senior Citizens League says Social Security beneficiaries could see a cost of living adjustment, or COLA, as high as 10.1% next year. The reason? Inflation running at a 40-year high. This is a very, very unusual and unprecedented pattern. Uh, of inflation that we're experiencing. Mary Johnson with the nonprofit group told WFTS-TV that surveys show inflation has caused about half of Americans to spend their emergency savings and people are carrying more debt on their credit cards. So the highest jump in Social Security payments since 1981 would be a good thing, right? Well, Johnson says it's better than no increase, but there are some things to be aware of. In fact, you can get penalized If you think your tax liability is going to be 10% more next year than you're paying now, you could be penalized if you don't send in estimated payments or have more money withheld. She told the TV station the increase would not be enough to cover a jump in Medicare Part B premiums, which are taken directly out of Social Security checks. And she says higher incomes mean some seniors could no longer be eligible for some other government benefits. And then a whole 15 percent were made ineligible because they were their incomes increased over the income limit for food stamps or rental subsidies or the programs um, in their area. So what should you do? Johnson says prepare now. Talk to a financial advisor to help you get ready ahead of time and contact local nonprofits if you need help paying bills. So are you prepared for the unintended consequences of a larger Social Security check? That's a key question to consider as inflation impacts all our lives. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. So that was a look at the cost of living adjustment in Social Security and how big it could possibly be next year. But that is, as we heard there, uh, you may or may not come out ahead dependent upon your, your tax situation. See, there it goes back to taxes again uh, and a lot of other uh, factors in there. So, it, you know, 10% uh, COLA, cost of living adjustment in Social Security sounds like a lot, but eh, you could actually end up being behind. So a lot of weird sort of dynamics working in, 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 our, in our favor, rather, and against us as well. Yeah, you blink. It looks good. You blink and then it's gone. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's right. Well, let's continue now with our uh, list of the biggest misconceptions about retirement that uh, we have found. And number six on that list, we've got nine of them here. Uh, We're at number six now. And that's that people think that taxes will remain flat during their retirement years. That is actually one of the biggest misconceptions, I think, uh, that, that we hear a lot. And, um, yeah, no, pin taxes are not going to remain flat. <laughs> and not at all. In fact, um, just like I said before, I have a lot of clients that think that taxes are supposed to pretty much stop once you retire, but that's not true. And just because your income doesn't change much doesn't mean that your taxes aren't going to change. 
that all depends on what Congress passes into law, right? And so um, did you know that between 1960 and 1963, the uh, current 24% tax bracket was actually 56%? That figure is 8% higher than two times of the same tax bracket. Imagine if this were the case today and you withdrew $10,000 to go on vacation uh, with your family, the government would get $5,600 and you'd be left with $4,400. I don't see that in any way, shape or form fair. Um, But again, Congress sets the uh, tax law and and so we have to pay. And, you know, uh, tax brackets shrink. Sometimes they expand. And uh, that's what's going to um, uh, make a difference uh, when when it's time for you to uh, pay the tax man. So um, uh, anyway, uh, you need to do everything you can to tackle that misconception that taxes will remain flat during retirement. And again, that's why a, a, a smart tax uh, plan is, is part of our financial uh, or smart financial plan. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to be smart about your retirement. And that's what we talk about a lot uh, here on the show. Well, moving on here in our list of misconceptions about retirement, uh, number seven is that people assume that they'll die before they turn 90. So they only plan to live that long. Um, But actually, you know, people over the years now, and, and of course, this is um, changed a little bit because of COVID and, and the way that that has affected the uh, life expectancy rates over the last couple of years. But by and large, over the past decades, uh, we've been living longer and longer and longer. So 90 is not all that rare anymore. Oh, absolutely. And um, for all of us um, that know the Queen of England or have seen her on TV, we know that she just uh, here recently passed away at the age of 96. Yep. And so... Um, you know, we have to uh, we have to know that the human life expectancy uh, over the last 200 years in the U.S. has more than doubled, and um, and I've mentioned this in the past when Social Security was first uh, introduced. Uh, you know, we were our our life expectancy was in the mid to upper 60s, and so um, uh, the, the government thought they had a a, a free lunchbox there <laughs> to to spend away, um, but now we see the uh, the consequences of what our, our our government has done inside of Social Security, but that's because of longevity. So longevity risk is a real thing, and if you don't plan um, for for living longer, you know I've seen people uh, again they've they've uh, they've had large sums of money, uh, well over a million dollars, and I've seen uh, over the twenty year span how they've drawn that down, uh, not respected. Um, uh, a guaranteed income source, and so therefore uh, they run out before they um, before they pass away. It's a sad thing to see. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, uh, did you also know that the CDC says that if both spouses live to be uh, at least age sixty-five, it is highly likely that at least one of them is going to live to be over ninety years old. So we need to plan for a retirement to last as long as we do. Yeah, 100%. Well, uh, number eight on our list of misconceptions about retirement is when it comes to my portfolio allocation, I can set it and forget it. And that, you know, retirement planning in general, you got to be active in your management of it, right? And and you've got to have somebody on your side who's all, you know, keeping an eye on things for you as well. Yeah, I, I don't care if it's securities. I don't care if it's a fixed asset. Um, you should always, always uh, 
look into how you can improve, right? I never suggest that people just set it and forget it. You know, you should be encouraged by someone at least uh, to inspect what they have in their retirement plan so that they can uh, plan properly for their retirement future. You know, hope's not a strategy and we can uh, we can help you make sure that your portfolio is managed properly. We want your money working as hard for you as you worked for it, right? That's that's the goal that we have. And because you did work hard for your money, um, I bet that um, you've worked even harder to save it. It's, uh, and I say it all the time, it's discipline. If, um, if you're not disciplined in saving it, obviously um, you're spending it. And, uh, and those, are, those are all habits. And uh, we just need to learn how to break out of one habit and, um, and break into, the, uh, to, into a good habit, right? So that's um, where I stand on that. That's absolutely right. Well, there you go. Uh, you got to build those good habits. Uh, well, number nine, rounding out our list of the biggest misconceptions about retirement is that people assume they can handle their retirement planning by themselves. Um, I think a lot of folks find out, I think they do believe that. And then maybe when they kind of go into it, they'll get overwhelmed and, and, and frustrated and confused because there's a lot that goes into it that maybe people don't consider. Yeah. You know, I get those people that call me now in their seventies and once we discuss planning and it's implemented and it's in there for a couple of years, what, what's one of the things that I hear all the time. And I mean, all the time. Oh, Ed, I wish I would have met you 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And unfortunately, um, again, it goes back to habits, right? They thought that they could handle this. So they decided, I'm going to take care of this. But they didn't know or they don't know that there's better ideas out there, better plans uh, for them out there. Um, and they don't know because they're just sitting there following uh, some uh, some robo-advisor or whatever it may be or reading things that um, in general sound good, but in real life they just don't play out well. And um, so assuming that you can handle your retirement by yourself, um, it, it's like they say fool's gold, right? Um, if you pass away and you've been personally handling all of your own retirement and financial planning, uh, and then all of a sudden your spouse has the responsibility of settling um, the affairs and taking care of themselves, uh, we need to do everything we can to set both spouses up, uh, not just one, but both spouses uh, up for success during retirement. Uh, that's another that's another good point. You know, uh, the, the man and it's it's like that 99 percent of the time. The man, he's sitting there. He's taking care of everything. It's all over the computer. The wife has no idea where, where the money's at. Uh, we I've discovered funds a year later when a statement comes in. Uh, and, the, and the wife calls me back and says, oh, oh I, I just got another statement of something. I don't know what it is. Can you come and see this? So, again, handling your finances. If you're doing that, first of all, inform your spouse. Have a written list of where everything is. You know, be wise about it. Uh, don't just leave it all up to chance that you're going to outlive her because chances are you're not going to outlive her. And so, you know, make sure that you are sharing everything. Uh, but more importantly, you know, you should always have someone there for a second opinion. If you want to handle a lot of it, you know what? I'm, I'm not here to, to tell you what to do, but uh, I'm sure that there are there are things that you're missing out on. And, and you know, we can help you with a, a small part of it 
and you could handle the rest. That doesn't bother me. But at least that way, somebody else has some more information. And generally, again, when the uh, when the gentleman passes away, which is most of the time before the wife, then I'm there to help the wife through a very smooth transition, not a hectic uh, transition that's stressing her out. And uh, and at times, actually leads to uh, to health issues. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, that's right. And, and as you say, you know, women uh, statistically live longer than men. And we see that all the time. And so uh, you got to be prepared for that as well. So there are the nine biggest misconceptions about retirement that we see. I hope you uh, learned something about uh, retirement. And maybe you had the misconception uh, about some of those things. Or maybe you're like, oh, hey, I knew that. I'm smarter than I thought I was. So there <laughs> there you go. Either, either side of the equation you fall on, I hope you got something out of that. Well, um, Ed, as we move on along here in the show, I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about bond replacement uh, with a fixed indexed annuity because we've, we've got a section I, I, I teed this up a little bit earlier on in the show we've got a section of the book annuity 360 that I want to uh, share with folks in just a moment but before we do that before we hear more about bond replacement via the book sort of tee, the, tee this up for us if you will and and what are the benefits of replacing bonds with a fixed indexed annuity well, and, you know, I will say that um, not just coming from my mouth, uh, we have um, several, several economists that have come out and uh, have talked about replacing bonds with FIAs, fixed index annuities. And why would you do that? Well, you would you would simply do that because uh, with uh, with an FIA, you're going to receive a market like return versus bonds, which generally tend to un- underperform from two, three, four percent. Um, and you have annuities out there that have no fees versus bonds that are going to have fees built into them. You're also going to have advisory fees. Um, so we want to get away from that. And again, you know, we want to protect your hard earned asset, right? Right now, your bond, while, while rates are rising, your bond is losing value. And so why would you want to go into an underperforming asset that is losing value, um, you don't really have the safety. It just doesn't make any sense. And um, for income, can you really generate a steady income from a losing asset, uh, from a bond? I don't I don't believe so because if you're doing that, are, are you really, um, if you're following the, let's say the 4% rule, are you really bringing down your income when your bond asset is losing value? Uh, people don't do that. So again, you can't, I don't see how you create a consistent income with that. And um, uh, growing your money tax deferred inside of a fixed index annuity is one of those um, benefits that I think is irreplaceable. And, uh, uh, you know, if you're inside of a, uh, uh, inside of a bond with non-qualified funds, uh, obviously you're probably going to receive some type of a, a 1099 at the end of the year. And so again, not only are you not receiving much of a return, you're receiving a 1099 on top of that. I don't, I don't see that being helpful. And um, again, last but not least, and I, I touched on this, but let's eliminate advisory fees that you pay on on, on bonds. Um, so you're you're receiving an income, but you're paying out a fee to an advisor. You know, I think these are things that we can improve upon. 
Yeah, well, there you go. And let's actually hear more about it uh, from Ford Stokes, the author of Annuity 360. This is actually a chapter from the audiobook version of Annuity 360. It's on bond replacement with fixed indexed annuities. Uh, let's listen to that and we'll uh, chat a little bit more about it on the other side and tell you how you can get a free copy of the book. This is Ford Stokes from Annuity 360. Chapter 15, Bond Replacement with Fixed Indexed Annuities. Big idea. Historically, bonds have seen volatility when the market is volatile. Fixed index annuities are not subject to the same volatility, which makes them a much safer investment. You might have heard a financial advisor talk about replacing your bonds with annuities to protect your wealth and grow your retirement funds. At my firm, Active Wealth Management, we believe this is a smart way to protect your future. Many people have learned that bonds are a safe way to invest your money, but there are some downsides to bonds that should make you think twice. We'll talk about some reasons why you should consider replacing your bonds with annuities. First, here's some information on the history of bonds in the United States. Historical bond volatility. The 1900s saw two secular bear and bull markets in U.S. fixed income. Inflation peaked at the end of World War I and World War II due to increased government spending. The first bull market started after World War I and lasted through World War II. The U.S. government kept bond yields artificially low until 1951. The long-term bond yields were at 1.9% in 1951. They climbed to nearly 15% in 1981. In the 1970s, globalization had a huge impact on bond markets. New asset classes such as inflation-protected securities, asset-backed securities, mortgage-backed securities, high-yield securities, and catastrophe bonds were created. Early investors in these new asset classes were compensated for taking on the challenge. The bond market was coming off its greatest bull market coming into the 21st century. Long-term bond yields declined from a high of 15% to 7% by the end of the century. The bull market in bonds showed continued strength in the early 21st century, but there is no guarantee with our current market volatility that this will hold. See chart 15.1 to see the incredible difference of investing in a fixed index annuity versus investing in bonds. Why you should consider replacing your bonds with annuities. The first question you should ask yourself is this. Why would you take market risk with your bonds when your bonds can lose their value? If you just look at the history alone, you can see how uncertain the future of bonds is. Inflation and fluctuating interest rates play a big role in bond yields. Interest rate risk of bonds. Bonds and interest rates have an inverse relationship. When interest rates fall, bond prices rise. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, investors have moved their money to bonds because they believe it is a safer investment option. However, this has caused bond yields to fall to all-time lows. As of May 24, 2020, the 10-year Treasury note was yielding 0.64% and the 30-year Treasury bond was at 1.27%. Reinvestment risk of bonds. This is the likelihood that an investment's cash flows will earn less in a new security. For example, an investor buys a 10-year, $100,000 Treasury note with an interest rate of 6%. They expect it to earn $6,000 a year. At the end of the term, interest rates are 4%. If the investor buys another 10-year note, they will earn $4,000 instead of $6,000 annually. Consider the possibility that interest rates change over time when deciding to invest in bonds. Systematic market risk. This refers to the risk that is inherent to the market as a whole. It will affect the overall market, not just a particular stock or industry. 
This can be unpredictable, and it is impossible to avoid. Diversification cannot fix this issue, but the correct asset allocation strategy can make a big difference. Unsystematic market risk. This type of risk is unique to a specific company or industry. Similar to systematic market risk, it is impossible to know when unsystematic risk will occur. For example, if someone is investing in healthcare stocks, they may be aware of some major changes coming to the industry. However, there is no way they can know how those changes will affect the market. There are two factors that contribute to company-specific risk. Business risk. There are two types of risk, internal and external. Internal refers to operational efficiency. An external would be similar to the FDA banning a specific drug that the company sells. Financial risk. This relates to the capital structure of a company. A weak capital structure can lead to inconsistent earnings and cash flow that can prevent a company from trading. Reduced advisory fees. Investors who trade individual stocks may know how much commission they are paying their broker, but individuals who buy bonds often have no idea what type of commission they are paying. Bond dealers collect commission on bonds they sell, called markups, but they bundle them into the price that is quoted to the investors. This means you are unaware of how much commission you are actually paying. Standard & Poor's estimates of bond markups is 0.85% of the value for corporate bonds and 1.21% for municipal bonds. However, markups can be as high as 5%, up to $50 per bond. Bonds have finite durations. Bonds only provide income for a finite amount of time, unlike an annuity, which provides income for life. You must reinvest your money if you want to continue generating interest with bonds. However, reinvesting with a bond can sometimes come at a loss, as we discussed above. Annuities will provide you with an income you can never outlive. And you just heard a chapter from the book Annuity 360 by Ford Stokes, and that was the chapter on bond replacement. So that was a, a very um, good thing to share, I think, as far as our conversation goes today. When we've been you know, talking about a lot of misconceptions about retirement, and um, we're going to talk a little bit more about some risks that you need to watch out for in retirement momentarily. But um, Ed, I know that you like to uh, give folks a copy of that book, uh, not just that one chapter that we just listened to, but the whole thing, uh, Annuity 360. Tell the folks how they can get a, a free copy of that book from you. Absolutely. You know, when you uh, call in to uh, 386-228-5769, that's 386-228-5769, we'd be more than happy to get a uh, Annuity 360 uh, book out to you. And you can also go on the web to myprosperityteam.com to receive this book. There you go. Well, that's easy as it is, folks, uh, to get a free copy of Annuity 360 and get a free consultation with Edwin Cruz as well. Well, moving on here uh, to our last segment of the show, where we're going to talk about the risks that every retiree and pre-retiree should consider and why it's important to have a smart retirement plan. Um, the the first sort of um, prong in this uh, this very um, you know sharp uh, sharp sword that we have uh, that we're working with here these risks we're going to talk about the first one is market risk systematic and unsystematic risk um, and this you know has to do with uh, more the you know the investment side of things um, but if if you're taking risk into consideration you have to you know determine 
if you are willing to take a lot of risk in your retirement, right? And how much risk you're willing to take when you're investing. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the stock market, the real estate market, they both go, go through uh, periods of volatility and uncertainty. Um, interest rates, uh, as we see now, are going up and uh, they're always subject to change. Um, and adjustments have shown uh, to have significant effects uh, on American families and the economy as a whole. Uh, then we look at um, inflation, right? The uh, spending power. And, uh, and we've lost a lot of it here lately. Um, the U.S. dollar has decreased over time due, due to an increase in the money supply as well as the supply chain issues. Then we look at public policy and uh, taxes. Obviously, we just spoke about that with Congress. You know, taxes uh, can have a strong effect on uh, American families' budgets. Um, timing, you can't control when the market uh, is going to go up or down. You can get close at times. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to uh, to do that, but uh, you're going to lose. You know, nine out of ten times you're going to lose that battle. Um, so you know you can't con take control of when the markets are going to go up or down. But uh, you you must consider what to do uh, should you choose to retire in a bear market versus a um, or a recessionary market. And uh, you know when you when you plan this way, and I'll I'll touch on that a little. You know, uh, a bear market or a recessionary market. You know, if you're sitting inside of a, of a portfolio, a market portfolio, obviously uh, you strongly need to consider what you're doing, when you're going to do it. Um, but if you have done the pre-planning, and you know, three, five years out before you retired, you sat here and you uh, played by the rule of 100, and you know, you put your assets in a certain area, you took care of that guaranteed income, um, you won't have to worry about timing. And, and this is what we're talking about when we sit down and we look at your assets. You know, just a year ago, I sat down with a gentleman. He kept telling me he was going to retire. And I said, well, have you taken care of your guaranteed income when you retire? He says, I I'm not really understanding what you're saying. And uh, so we got down to it. We went over it. And, you know, when I saw him about just a couple months ago and he told me, hey, Ed, I finally retired. And uh, and I said, well, you never called me for the, uh, you know, to, to get your incomes going. And he said, well, I don't actually need it yet. He's, he had so much uh, time left over where they're paying him for several more months. But here before the end of the year, I think it's November, we're going to start cranking on the, the guaranteed income streams, so on and so forth. So, again, timing is one of those things. Don't leave it up to chance because that's all you're doing when when you when we talk about timing, um, liquidity. Uh, you need to have sufficient uh, access to your savings and assets in order to fund your expenses and meet your goals. So you know we want to make sure we we um, we discuss liquidity uh, in retirement, um, sequence of returns, and boy can that make a difference. Again, if you're uh, if you're retiring in a year or two from now and this market continues to go down. Can you truly afford to uh, to retire? Um, you know, uh, a downturn in the early part of your retirement um, could really destroy what you have 20, 25 years from now. So learning what sequence of returns will do for, for you uh, in retirement, um, that's another uh, process that I go through with clients. I, uh, I actually have some literature on that uh, that clearly demonstrates um, uh, sequence of returns.
longevity risk. Um, we're all living longer, as we spoke about earlier. So you want to ensure that you have enough money to last your lifetime. Um, excess withdrawals and, um, you know, not paying attention to the outline here. I spoke about that, but I've seen people abuse their dollars. And, um, and so, you know, you're not earning enough, but you're pulling too much. And then we have market downturns. And before you know it, you're, you're just, uh, you're out of money. Here you are in your late 80s, uh, 90 years old. And uh, what do you do now? Now, fortunately, in my in my 24-year career, I haven't seen much of this, but I have seen a few heartbreaking cases, and you really don't want to go through this. Um, your health expenses. I always say you should budget. You should have some money set aside, budget it for health expenses, um, because retirement is more expensive than you think it's going to be. And um, uh, medical costs are typically the largest expense for a retiree. And you want to make sure that you have a Medicare plan, Medicare uh, plan in place that covers you and your spouse uh, for the rest of your lives. Um, and then, of course, one that um, that is quite difficult to speak to when, when you're talking to a couple, the loss of one of the spouses. Obviously, one of the Social Securities are going to disappear. Sometimes a pension disappears uh, because they took it for one life only and not two. So um, that's a that's a big risk. And how have you planned to replace that income? Do you need to replace that income? These are all things that we'll cover. And uh, the last one, um, which nobody wants to talk about, is reemployment. You know, if um, that's a risk you're taking, if you don't plan properly, um, the one thing we never want to talk about is having to go back to work uh, during the golden years to pay for your living expenses. So, you know, these are all, um, these are all risk, uh, that we take in retirement. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, a look at, uh, uh, that list of all of those risks there and, uh, important information for you all to know. Well, um, just a couple of minutes here left, uh, in the show for us, Ed, I uh, wanted to remind our listeners though, before we uh, move on too far here, that, of course, the show is Prosperity Principles. The website is myprosperityteam.com. It is myprosperityteam.com. The website uh, there and uh, also the phone number I'll share with you is 386-228-5769, 386-228-5769. Now, you can either go to the website or call the number for a free consultation, absolutely uh, risk-free. It is obligation-free. It is completely free of any cost to you to get that initial uh, full retirement plan consultation uh, from Edwin Cruz. And uh, as you can tell, listening to the show today, he's got a lot of knowledge and experience that can go to work for you and work hard for you because, hey, you worked hard for your money. Uh, You want to put it to work for you uh, in your retirement as well. It's This Week in History. Well, there were some things that happened this week in history that uh, were kind of fun. And then uh, one definitely that was uh, very somber. So we had some big celebrity birthdays a few days ago. Um, Adam Sandler uh, was born uh, in 1966, back on uh, September 9th. So just a few days ago on the 10th, Bill O'Reilly, the conservative commentator, uh, was born. 
Um, Alex Trebek took over as host of Jeopardy on September 10th of 1984 as well. And he, of course, sadly passed away uh, back in November of 2020 uh, after battling pancreatic cancer, which was just uh, just terrible. Of course, the big one um, was 21 years ago. I cannot believe it was 21 years ago now. September 11th, 2001. uh, The anniversary was just a, a couple of days back here. And, um, Ed, we wanted to definitely mention this because um, it's one of those days I will never forget where I was and what I was doing on that day because really, literally everything changed in the blink of an eye. Yeah, this weekend I was just uh, speaking to some friends and and that's what we did. We reminisced on where we were that day, what we were doing. Uh, obviously, it was, it was a, a work day and um, yeah, I was about to do a presentation in front of a uh, in front of a crowd when this occurred so very sad day in history Um, and of course we want to say thank you to all of the first responders and uh, and all of our military uh, because um, you know we get days off they never do and Mm -hmm. so we want to salute them Absolutely. We do 100%. Well, that will just about do it for this week's Prosperity Principles. But Ed, I want to thank you once again. I have really enjoyed uh, being a part of the show as always. And um, I will talk to you once again next week, sir. Thank you and thank everyone out there. Thanks for listening to Prosperity Principles. You deserve to work with a financial and insurance expert who can offer strategies for protecting and growing your hard-earned money. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit MyProsperityTeam.com or pick up the phone and call 386-228-5769. That's 386-228-5769. Not affiliated with the United States government, Edwin Cruz does not offer tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax advisor or attorney regarding specific situations. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice. These opinions are not intended as investment advice, nor do they predict future performance of any product. All information provided is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy of any statement. This information is intended to be educational in nature and does not provide a guarantee or a specific result. All copyrights and trademarks are the property of their respective owners. Life assumes no responsibility or liability for the content of this message. The information contained herein is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, timeliness, or of the results obtained from the use of this information.